BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast. We are back for season two. Uh, we are going to be with you on Sunday mornings this season. This is the last Sunday until February without some kind of NFL action. So I know we are all excited. The NFL is back. Ricky was so excited that he needed just an extra week uh, to recover, but hopefully should be joining me next week. But this week for the kickoff episode, I wanted to uh, wrap up what I've been doing. If you've been following along, on the Music City Drive-In or the short videos on our YouTube site. Uh, I have been going through and previewing the 2023 season, going team by team or division by division. And today it's time for the grand finale, which is I'm going to look at the over-unders and give my prediction. I have a NFL predictor site that I love that I run through the schedule to give my predictions for over-unders and give my take on some of the big awards, uh, which published yesterday on the site and my playoff picks, which will publish the afternoon uh kind of the end of the series getting us ready for a new season then i will end with the pop culture corner as we go throughout the season you can expect us to be talking about the latest news and notes games of the week um you know love love those games of the week on sundays we'll probably do a thursday night recap uh sit starts and some of our best bets for the week have a variety of guests from the Music City Drive-In Network. Uh, something to look forward to. Very excited about this 2023 NFL season. So let's dive in. It was a crazy offseason. It's been a crazy week, especially if uh, you roster. Got left. will be out for So those of you who picked up Evan Hull in rookie drafts at the end of rookie drafts really kind of uh, made out their uh, figures to have a big impact on week one. But what will it mean for the Colts? Well, let's dive into the over-unders. I'm going to start with the AFC. Uh, in the AFC East, uh, we'll go east to west. Uh, first up, these uh, over-unders are courtesy of ESPN. The Buffalo Bills over-under this season is 10.5. I'm going to take the over. I have them finishing with 12 wins. Uh, Miami Dolphins were a playoff team last year. Their over-under has been set at nine and a half. I'm going to take the over there as well. I have them finishing with 11 wins. I think both those teams make it into the playoffs again. Next, the most interesting, the Jets who acquired Aaron Rodgers. Their over-under is also nine and a half. 
And even though I don't love the Jets as much as other people, and I have to be honest, the Hard Knocks experience hasn't increased that love, I'm going to take the slight over. I think they get to 10 wins. I'm not sold they make the playoffs, but I think they can get to 10 wins. Finally, we have the New England Patriots, and this one was a hard one for me. Their over-under is 7.5. I think their offense will be better, but I don't have a great feel for this team. The AFC is brutal. The AFC East is brutal. I am taking the slight under. I have them at six wins. Moving on to the AFC North, I think this is going to be a heck of a division. This is the one division where I'm actually projecting all four teams to finish above 500. So you can guess what that means for the over-unders. Bengals come in at 11.5 on an over-under. I'm on the Bengals this year. I am taking the over. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens. Their over-under is 9.5. Uh, you know, they got Lamar Jackson back. They got some passing weapons. I'm taking the slight over. I think they get to 10 wins. Also sitting at nine and a half for an over under. Oh, actually, at eight and a half for an over under is the Cleveland Browns. Big season with Deshaun Watson. Can they do better than they did last year? I'm taking the slight over. I think that they can get to 10 wins as well. And then finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their over under is eight and a half. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Will this be his first? Well, I'm not projecting that. I'm taking the slight over i think they get to nine wins and with so many teams that i'm taking the over on this first half you have to imagine there are going to be some unders coming and that is certainly true uh we head to the afc south the jacksonville jaguars sitting atop the division their over under is nine and a half i'm taking the slight over i think they get to 10 wins i think they are the playoff team out of that division not to give too much away i'm probably not alone there tennessee titans their over under is seven and a half I wrestled back and forth. I'm taking the slight over. I have them at eight wins. Indianapolis Colts uh, kind of coming up next. They're over under six and a half. I'm taking the slight under. I think they, they get to six wins. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, but I don't think they're going to have wild success on the field. Houston Texans, their over under is five and a half. I am going to go ahead and take the slight under. Um, I think they're a four or five win team. Again, a team that's growing, rebuilding. Those are two teams that are kind of turning over the roster a lot of youth. Now we get to the AFC West, another very tough and talented division. The Kansas State Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champions. They're over under set at 11 and a half. I am taking the slight over. I think they get to 12 wins and are one of the top seeds. I have them winning the West again. Chargers sitting at nine and a half. I'm going to take the over there as well. Uh, They were a wild card team last year. I think they can be a wild card team this year. Broncos with Sean Payton in town. Their over under is eight and a half. I don't think anyone who has followed me for any length of time will be surprised about this. But I am going to take the over. I think the Broncos can get to double digits. I think with better coaching and everything that they could be a playoff team. Las Vegas Raiders, they're over under sitting at seven and a half. This team does not have incredible energy. Um, you know, I've never been accused of being a giant Raiders fan. I don't think that's going to change this year. Uh, but you know, they have some pieces. I like Josh Jacobs. Uh, see how that works out. Devontae Adams is a great receiver. It doesn't seem totally happy there. There are questions of the quarterback situation. I don't know if Jimmy Jean was a total upgrade from where they were at Derek Carr. And then you have Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell behind him. Did they do enough on defense? I am taking the under on their over under of seven and a half. I don't think the Raiders are going to have a great season.
Uh, well, that does it for the AFC half of over-unders, but you know what? There are two conferences, so let's move over and take a look at the NFC over-unders. And again, we will go from east to west. First up is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're over-under sitting at 10.5. I'm taking the over. I think the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl last year, are going to be one of the better teams in the NFC again this year. That seems like an easy over to me. I think they get 11 to 13 wins. Uh, Dallas Cowboys over uh, over under is 9.5. They've won 12 games each of the last two years. I think they're also a very good team. If they were in a different division like the NFC South, I think they could be a walkaway division winner. I don't think they'll surpass the Eagles, but I think they'll get to the playoffs. I'm taking the over. The New York Giants, 8 Five, eight and a half for their over under. Last year, they snuck into the playoffs, nine, seven, and one, a very solid season. I'm taking the slight over. I think they'll get to nine wins again. I think that'll put them right in contention for a wild card berth again. Washington Commanders, this line may seem high over under seven and a half, but last year they were actually eight, eight, and one. I kind of like what we saw from Sam Howell in the preseason, but I don't know that I like this Commanders team overall. Uh, I mentioned when I was doing the NFC East division preview, you know, they their big move this offseason was changing owners. That's all done. I think the next offseason is where we're going to see a real different reshaping of the organization. They were too deep into the season to make a whole lot of changes. I don't know if the Ron Rivera era has totally t- panned out for them. I'm taking the under on their seven and a half. I think they are more of a four and five win team. They might be fun to watch at times, but I think a bigger change is coming. Moving on to the North, Detroit Lions over under a set at nine and a half. They won nine games last year, were the hottest team down the stretch. I love them a lot this year. I am taking the over. Minnesota Vikings over under is eight and a half, which seems weird for a team that won 13 games a year ago and was one of the top seeds in the NFC. But I don't think anyone ever saw them as a super serious contender during last season. Makes sense where their where their aid uh, you know over under is right now. I'm taking the slight over. I think they will get back to the playoffs. I think they will have a winning record. I don't know if it'll be a spectacular season. Chicago Bears over under is seven and a half. They uh, were bad enough last year to earn the number one overall pick. I like the moves they've made. I like the way that they are building. I don't know if that build is completely done. I'm taking the under here. I think they are a five to seven win team that will make an incremental step forward. Next up, the Green Bay Packers. They lost Aaron Rodgers. They lost some of that veteran leadership. They're over under a seven and a half. They only won eight wins last year. Um, I don't think going to Jordan Love is a bad move, but I think this is a very young offense, and I think it is a team that is in the midst of something of a transition. I'm also taking the under. You know, I think they could be a five to seven win team as well uh, and make some strides. I just don't think they are quite there this year, and there are probably some other moves that they will be looking to make as they go into the next offseason. But uh, I'm very curious to see what we get out of Jordan Love. I think it's unfortunate that he had to wait all this time and get saddled with kind of a very young core. Um, hopefully he is not judged too harshly on that. Uh, next up is the NFC South. This division did not produce a winning team last year. Will they this year? Hard to say. New Orleans Saints have an over-under of nine and a half, so that seems to be the team that a lot of people are betting on. I am taking the under. I am not as sold on the Saints as some. I don't think the move to Derek Carr was a bad move per se, um, but I don't know if I love this roster. 
Uh, Atlanta Falcons, their over-under is eight. Love the young offensive pieces, B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. The big questions are going to be about Desmond Ritter and have they done enough to improve this defense. But you know what? I like the potential for the Falcons. I am taking the over on eight as their over-under. Carolina Panthers, their over-under is set at seven and a half. They traded for the number one pick and took Bryce Young. Frank Reich is in town. They've gotten some veterans in there. How's that going to play out on the field? I'm taking the slight over. I think they can get to eight wins this season, and I think that'll be a pretty decent season. You know, one more than what they got last year. They're still in the midst of a little bit of that roster turnover. Probably the hardest team to handicap is these Tampa Bay Buccaneers who going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield have a lot of questions on the line. Their over-under is not particularly high at six and a half. I like some of the veteran pieces in the core, but I've really – kind of come around to this is going to be more of a struggle bus season for the Buccaneers. I am taking the under on six and a half. Finally, we come to the NFC West, and that means starting with the San Francisco 49ers, their over-under is 11 and a half, the highest in the NFC, and I think they will be one of the NFC's best. Uh, they have an incredible set of weapons on offense and a pretty good core on defense. I am taking the over. Uh, I don't know if it'll be wildly over, but I think they can get to 12 wins. Seattle Seahawks were a playoff team last year, finished nine and eight. They're over under is eight and a half. Another team where I'm taking. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. A slight over. I think they can get to nine wins again. They'll be in the mix for that last playoff wildcard spot. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl in 2021, really hit rock bottom in some ways last year. They are a rebuilding team, even though they have Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald, who are three incredible veterans. Their over-under is set at seven and a half. I'm taking the under. Um, you know, I think the Rams are probably a five to seven win team. Uh, I think they will have some moments, but they probably need to make a decision this offseason. Are they going to push all the way into a rebuild or are they going to try to get the pieces to compete because i don't think they have enough pieces to be a real you know competitor right now but they also haven't gone totally in on a rebuild finally we have the arizona cardinals uh, over under is five and a half i've been on record i don't think kyler murray is playing this season i think the arizona cardinals are really trying to turn over and create a new culture they have a new gm they have a new coach They've moved on from a lot of veterans. They traded a top defensive player for a seventh-round pick. They went and traded uh, for a backup quarterback who is now going to start. Their options are Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon to begin the season. I'm taking the under. I think the Cardinals are really locked in on 
bottoming out, you know, whether that means getting a great player to add to the mix with Kyler Murray as their franchise quarterback or getting a new franchise quarterback and moving on is something that we will have to see. But I do not think it's going to be a spectacular season for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, that'll do it for the over-unders portion. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we uh, I published some of my award predictions yesterday. Uh, so I will run through a couple of those um, at the end here. But first, I'll give the playoff predictions. I will probably give you an idea of some of where I am leaning. Uh, and so I'm going to start uh, with seeds. Uh, so for me in the NFC, uh, I have the Eagles as the number one seed winning the NFC East, the 49ers as the number two seed and winning the NFC West, the Detroit Lions as the number three seed winning the NFC North, and I have the Falcons sneaking in as the number four seed winning the NFC South. I think that's going to be another division where, you know, eight or nine wins gets you in and the Falcons are the one that I am pushing my chips on right now. Uh, wild cards, I have the Dallas Cowboys at five, Minnesota Vikings at six, and the Giants at the seven seed. In the AFC, I have the Cincinnati Bengals as the number one seed, winning the AFC North. The Chiefs uh, are the Buffalo Bills at the number two seed, winning the AFC East. The Chiefs at the number three seed, winning the AFC West. And the Jaguars at the four seed, winning the AFC South. For wild cards, I went with the Chargers. At the five seed, Miami Dolphins at the six seed, and then I had to do it, the Denver Broncos at the seven seed. Again, uh, you will see my playoff prediction article will publish this afternoon, uh, but I am predicting the 49ers to come out of the NFC, the Bengals to come out of the AFC, and I picked the Bengals as my Super Bowl champion this year. Hence the picture you're seeing if you are watching the video version, uh, Jamar Chase going against the 49ers. Uh, so it will probably come as no surprise. My prediction for uh, NFL regular season MVP is Joe Burrow. Um, I actually have him as my QB1 in redraft rankings this this year. I think it's going to be a good year for the Bengals. You know, I think they were really coming on at the end of last year. I think that's going to continue. Um, excited to see how that plays out. Uh, for my NFL coach of the year, I went with Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, that turnaround that he's done in Detroit the last few years has been pretty incredible. I think the Lions will win the NFC North and be a really fun team, uh, again, to watch this year. My NFL comeback player of the year projection is Javante Williams. Um, you know, I think he was poised to have a huge year last year. Tore up his knee, tore a lot of ligaments in there, but he, he appears to be healthy and ready to go. We got to see him in the preseason. We got to see him carry a pretty heavy load. We have seen what Sean Payton has done with running backs in that offensive system. You know, it really benefited Alvin Kamara um, the last few years. And I think Javante Williams is a heck of a runner and a pretty good receiver. And I am excited uh, to see what he can do. My NFL offensive rookie of the year pick was uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think he, Bijan Robinson, and Anthony Richardson are going to put up some big numbers, and it's going to be a fun competition. I gave the slight edge to Gibbs uh, because I like Detroit as a team a little bit better. And my pick for uh, fantasy MVP 
you know, last year, Jarek McKinnon finished as running back 20 thanks to having a huge role in the receiving game for the Chiefs and doing a lot of damage down the stretch. I think he's going to have a similar role this year. They don't really have that established set of alpha wide receivers. You know, they're relying on Kadarius Toney, maybe Ricky Rashi Rice, second year man and Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Richie James. I mean, there isn't somebody that really stands out there aside from Travis Kelsey, who we know they're going to funnel the ball to a tight end. But that's where Jarek McKinnon really thrived last year. I think he's going way under the radar um, right now. I like Isaiah Pacheco as the dominant runner there, but I think there is really a role uh, for McKinnon as a pass catcher. I think he's a guy you can scoop up later. And that could produce some big numbers. So he's the one I'm going for fantasy MVP. Usually you're looking for somebody uh, that you can get a great value on on drafts um, that ends up benefiting you greatly during the season. So he is the one that I am going for. Uh, So those are a look at some of my playoff predictions and award predictions. So you may want to bookmark this. We'll come back in June and see – all right, June, in January, and see how close I come. I believe that's really why Ricky needed to take the week off, because he didn't, uh, he wasn't ready with, with his predictions. He'll have some great predictions for us about who will be in the playoffs uh, right around the last week of December. Uh, but that will do it for uh, kind of the NFL uh, season preview. Uh, As we said, getting very excited. I'm very excited for uh, week one, that game, uh, the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. That one kicks off on Thursday night. The NFL games will be going for real. Um, You know, week one, there's always a lot of excitement. So let me give you my quick sit starts from the Thursday night game. Patrick Mahomes, you're definitely starting him. Travis Kelsey, you're definitely starting him. I actually would consider flexing Jarek McKinnon. Again, I... I think he's going to have a good season, um, and I'm excited to see what he does. Isaiah Pacheco is not a bad option, you know, at RB2 or flex if you need some rushing options. I am staying away from the Chiefs receivers. Somebody is going to establish themselves, but I think it's going to take a couple of weeks of watching them play to feel real good about that. On the Lions side, as I mentioned, I'm very high on Jameer Gibbs this year. I probably would take a shot at flexing him in week one. Um, we'll have to see, too, a little bit how that split plays out with David Montgomery, an entirely new backfield there. Um, but they may be behind Gibbs' is better pass catcher um, than David Montgomery, so I think he'll have a better role. I like Jared Goff this season. You know, I think he can be a high-end QB2, borderline QB1. He was QB10 last year, but his home road splits are – not incredible for times he's on the road. They are on the road on Thursday night. If I have a better option, especially even in super flex leagues, I am probably not playing him in week one, waiting for him to come home. It's not an incredible matchup. It could be high volume. Um, so that could end up saving it, but he did not have an incredible record or incredible fantasy performances on the road last year. There's always a lot of uh, weird energy on those kickoff opening night games, especially as you're celebrating the Super Bowl champion uh, Chiefs. I am starting Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he is a top 10 receiver this year. I think he's the best piece of their passing game right now, especially with Jamison Williams uh, being suspended. Marvin Jones, a sneaky pickup. Um 
you know, I think there are going to be a lot of weeks, especially early on where he has flex value. I don't know if I'm playing him in week one because you should have all your options. You don't have uh, to deal with a ton of injuries and things like that in week one of the NFL season. So maybe not a great play in week one. Same with Sam Laporta. I like him this season. I don't know that I'm playing him week one. I want to see him get acclimated into the role. So for Detroit, it's probably Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a lock, and I would consider playing Jameer Gibbs. For the Chiefs, you're playing Mahomes, you're playing Kelsey, and I would take a shot on the running backs. Those are probably the six players that I'm considering strongly putting in my lineup for this opening night game. I think the Chiefs will get a win. Um, we have only seen a couple of defending champions actually lose at, uh, in that opening uh, game for the NFL. One was the New York Giants who lost a game to the Dallas Cowboys, kind of a weird rivalry game um, that didn't sit right. And the other one was the Baltimore Ravens coming off winning the Super Bowl. They actually had to open the season on the road at Denver, and that was Peyton Manning's seven-touchdown game. So those are kind of a little bit of aberrations. For the most part, we've seen defending Super Bowl champions come out there and be able to hold serve at home. I think that's probably going to be the case for the Kansas City Chiefs too, but it should be a fun game, a lot of personality, a couple of good young teams that we'll get to take a look at. I can't wait to see that game. Well, I'm almost done for today. Again, we will be back uh, every Sunday morning getting you ready for uh, games of the week. Can't wait for week one kickoff next week. But before I get out of here, I thought I would end with a little bit of movie. Call. Let me tell you, the summer of 2023 has been a heck of a ride, um, you know, of my top 10 films of the year so far. Almost all of them have come out during the summer. A uh, couple of the big ones uh, that you can now, uh, you know, one, a couple that you can stream at home, you can get uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, that was the big kickoff in May. I love that movie. I still currently have it as my number two movie for the year. Uh, you know, it is now available on VOD. You can kick off at home. I really enjoyed uh Barbie and Oppenheimer, the Barbenheimer weekend, both those still going strong in theaters. We are just about a week and a half away from Barbie dropping on VOD. So if you didn't get a chance, you can take a look at those. Um, both those movies going to crest uh, to the top of the box office for the year, which is great. Um, just a couple of very different, uh, but very fun movies. Currently in theaters, last open last week officially. I really loved Gran Turismo. Um, that is one to definitely go and check out. Some great racing action, especially on this week where we're kind of without football looking for that sports movie vibe. That is one that I have really enjoyed. If you want to hear more uh, of our thoughts about movies, uh, you can join me tonight. I will be going live at 7 Eastern with Eric. Uh, we are going to actually be looking at some of our hidden gems of the summer. Um, so that'll be a great chance for you to catch up on some movies that you might have missed. Uh, Ricky will be on later tonight going live at 10 Eastern with uh, the Popcorn People podcast. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. You can get a little bit more of our movie information. Until then, have a great week and uh, we'll see you next Sunday as the NFL plays for real.